Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct to the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports and presented by the Las Vegas Review-Journal and Blue Wire. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to talk to you about the Las Vegas Raiders. Before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting, you want to stick around for that this week. I've got some crazy stuff to talk to Adam about. But first, Adam, let's get some Raiders in before we get to that. Um, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins signed as a quarterback, a veteran uh, to come into this team. Still no contract for Derek Carr. Still no extension. Everyone's kind of waiting, I think, you know, for some kind of tweet to come across if that's happening does Nick Mullins give them anything as a backup that they haven't had before? Well, he's, I mean, he's got experience, right? And first, obviously, Ed, they're waiting for the sweet spot. I, I, oh, that's right. I, I forgot. I got I got to get some sweet spots too. Yeah. Yeah. Hit the sweet spot. That's what they're waiting for. That's when you'll see the tweet when they find the sweet spot. Uh, but yeah, Nick Mullins is a guy who's, who's played, you know, quarterback in the league for several years as a backup. He's been a guy that's been pressed into duty a couple of times and he's had some really big games as a starter. It's, you know, he's not a guy that a lot of people think can consistently uh, perform at that high level Can't you know, not really an elite type starting quarterback, but he's the kind of guy that you want to have in your team. A guy that if you do have a starter that goes down, whether it's for a week for, you know, for five weeks or even, you know, for a half that Nick Mullins can step in and win you some, some football games. And, you know, those guys are precious guys that are backup quarterbacks that aren't going to cost you a lot that can step in and win a game for you uh, are, you know, they're, they're tough to find resources uh, at the NFL level. So I think that the, the Raiders are going to be pleased to have him on the roster. If he, you know, potentially either, you know, beats out a rookie or um, however they need to potentially use him if they're not able to find a quarterback that they want to draft, because we, we know that they want to draft and develop somebody. They've already kind of been public about that. Uh, but Nick Bones is a guy that you're, I think you're confident going into a season and saying, all right, if, if our starter who at this point is Derek Carr, if Derek Carr goes down, Nick Bones isn't going to be a guy that you're like, well, we're not going to win this week. Like he's, he's a guy that you're going to have some confidence in. So I, I think that's a nice addition. It's not going to, you know, nobody's going to raise eyebrows. Nobody's going to, you know, start, start celebrating on Twitter that the Raiders signed him, but it's the kind of guy that at some point you might be very, very, happy that he's on the roster yeah no sweet spot yet no contract to, for car no extension um weeks passed uh we go from one week to week talking about this and it's been yet another week so as the time goes by do you change your mind at all as to what's going on or do you think it's just status quo and they just can't come to an agreement on this well I mean, I think that they're probably quite far away uh, for one thing. And it, you know, I think I've heard some really simplified responses and, and some people have said, let's just say, and this is not, you know, this is not a report. I'm just saying, let's just say, for example, for the sake of this discussion, that Derek Carr and his agent want 40 million a year right. and that the Raiders are around 30 million a year. Let's just say that's where they are for the sake of this conversation. I'm sure there's people out there that would listen to that and say, oh, done deal. 35 million. That's the sweet spot. Like that's easy. It's not that easy. It's it's not that simple. And it's not always the money, right? I mean, contracts are structured all kinds of different ways. So they could be talking about, you know, how many years and car might want four or five years and the team might want two. They could be talking about how much is guaranteed because we have seen a shift and listen, I'm all for it. I'm very pro player in contract. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you know, we see Deshaun Watson get a fully guaranteed contract coming off what he's coming off of um, other quarterbacks. I'm sure looking at that and saying, Hey, 
I want my contract fully guaranteed too. And teams are very hesitant and scared to do that. But you know, it's, it's guaranteed money. It's length of contract, it's terms, it's potential voidable years at the end, which the team would probably want to do. There's all these different factors. So it's not just a simple, you know, it's, it's not the simple of, Hey, you're at this number. We're at this number. Let's cut the difference. It, it's never that easy. And let's not forget because we're going to have some other conversations about some other players here and what they might want. Like, they could be trying to do those deals too. They could be saying, okay, if we do a Darren Waller deal and a Hunter Renfro deal, how much do we have left over to, to then pay Derek Carr and fit that under the cap? Like those deals could be part of this negotiation too. So everything is related in the NFL in a salary cap world. Everything's tied into something else. It's never as easy as, all right, we're just going to give this guy this much money because he deserves it. It's not that easy. So these processes are tough. And that's why the, you know, the sweet spot thing is funny, but it's actually pretty true. Well, they're not going to give Darren Waller anything because according to your mock draft, he's getting traded. Uh, that was the first mock draft in the review journal. You're going to have one each week leading up to the draft here in Las Vegas and uh, 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 last week of April. Let me go over that because I know, you know, you know, you put out mock drafts. You want people to respond. You want people to give their own thoughts. Um, but that one got a lot of play in terms of you suggesting that, hey, maybe if they moved Waller, they could get back into the first round. Uh, where, where was the, most of the responses from, I mean, your Raider fans just love the guy, but were you surprised at the response you got back from that column? Raiders fans love him. I love him too. I think he's an incredible player. And, you know, there's a couple of responses that I'll, I'll get into here. Um, you know, for, for people that read it, what I said was Darren Waller wants more money. He deserves more money. And while he's under contract for two more years, if I'm his agent, who now is a new agency after he switched during the season last year, uh, if I'm his agent, I'm coming to the Raiders and saying, you know, we're not playing under this contract. This is very team friendly. It's not good for us. There's no guaranteed money. We're not going to play on this. And the Raiders could either sign him to a deal. They could tell him to, you know, be quiet and just play. Uh, or as we've seen around the NFL recently, players that, decide that they want to be traded, have the power to be traded where they want to get traded and make more money. Like those things happen. The players are getting more power, which I do think is a good thing. I know it's, it sucks for fans and for teams, but I'm all for the players having more power. And, And in this case, if Darren Waller wanted to get a massive contract, he may have to do it elsewhere because the Raiders might not be able to fit it on their, on their contract. So one of the funniest responses I think I got was, did you ever think of his feelings when you, you know, suggested that he be traded? And I was like, you mean when I suggested that he deserves more money and should get paid more money than I think of his feelings? Yeah, I kind of did. Right. I think that's what I was doing. I mean, and, and I'm sure they read a lot of stuff. They read more than they say, do they, they hear more than they they want to admit to, but he's probably focused in with his agent on, uh, on everything and not worrying about uh, what, what all of us are saying about him. Well, and um, and here's, here's the other part of this, Ed, which, which I think is really funny. And, and I think, it's, I guess funny is not the right word. I think people definitely misvalue their own players when they're fans of a team. And it, and it's funny when you look at trades, right? They'll say, they'll say something like, oh, we as a team should go trade for, you know, whoever. Let's, right. I mean, if you want to throw out a player uh, anywhere on the league, we should go trade for, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't even know who, who I'd say. Let's go trade for, you know, this superstar player from this team. We want him. We'll give you a fifth round pick. 
And then when you're talking about your own players, you way overvalue, which yeah. is just, it's crazy how that happens. So the, the, the kind of funny thing about the mock draft, and, and as you said, we had the Raiders trading their trading Darren Waller for the Tennessee Titans first round pick this year, which first of all, the Titans probably can't afford to do an extension either. So it'd be really tough to make that all work out. Um, but, but, the Raiders fans that gave me feedback that responded said for Darren Waller, we'd want three firsts in two seconds. <laughs> and, and the people outside the market, the experts that kind of gave me some feedback were emailing me or texting me and saying, Hey, by the way, there's no way the Raiders could get a first round pick for Darren Waller. Like, so, so outside the market, people said no chance they can get a first inside the market. A lot of the fans were like, we would need way more draft picks than that to trade for him. So it, it's kind of funny. And I will say the, um, the trade machine, I, I use a, a, trade value calculator and also a trade machine when I'm kind of working out some of these deals would not allow the Raiders to trade Darren Waller for a first round pick. It just said, that's not realistic. I don't you know if do they that. could get a first round pick for him. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so, so it's really interesting uh, the way people value some of these deals. Um, I've heard, you know, trade Josh Jacobs for two first round picks. Have people seen the value of running backs in today's NFL? That's not happening either. It's uh, it's, it just wouldn't happen. They wouldn't get so, the one for him. No, no chance. So it's, it's, it's really tough to try to work out a deal that fans are going to be happy with. Listen, if I'm the Raiders, just to be clear on this, if I'm the Raiders, there's no chance I'm trading Darren Waller. Um, I'm, I would love if I'm the Raiders for Derek Carr to play in his contract and Darren Waller to play in his contract. It's not necessarily that easy. Um, and it's not necessarily likely that those players would want to do that. So, uh, there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made here, both with, uh, or all with Hunter Renfro's contract, potentially with Darren Waller's contract, potentially, which does have two more years, but no guaranteed money. Uh, and obviously the Derek Carr contract, which has one more year, but no, but no guaranteed money. Seems to, it seems like they can wait on Renfro a little, can't they? Would be at the end of this year. Um, and they can, but listen, Look at the contracts the receivers are getting. Oh, yeah. And I know Hunter Renfro. Devontae Adams made a lot of people rich. Yeah. Uh, well, and here's the thing. People are pointing to Devontae Adams, and he did have a lot to do with it. It's Christian Kirk. Like, look at Christian Kirk's deal. That's what changed the entire market. Really, I, uh, if you put the timeline together, when Tyreek Hill started sending his tweets, it was after the Christian Kirk deal. When Christian Kirk gets, you know, uh, well, what, I mean, I'm, I can't see the contract uh, right here where I'm sitting, but it's it's like around $18 million a year guaranteed uh, for the first couple. Like, that's crazy for a guy that hasn't produced at that level at all. Like, Christian Kirk was the deal that really changed the market. Then Devontae Adams said, okay, well, I want this massive deal. Tyreek Hill then followed suit and said, well, if he gets that, I get this. And now you saw Stephon Diggs uh, from the Bills saying, wait a minute, if I'm only getting $12 million, you better redo my deal too. And he had time left on his contract. So uh, a lot of players that still had time left on their contract are getting new deals as a result of these other guys getting these massive contracts. Yeah, so Kirk got four years, 72, 37 guaranteed, 37 at the signing bonus, average of 18. So if I'm Hunter Renfro, I'm a very happy person. Yeah. And if I'm a team, I'm not very happy. And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to try to right. uh, look at the numbers Hunter Renfro put up and he, he's going to be in that mix. Now he's a different type of player, a slot receiver, different than an outside guy, but um, he's going to want a massive contract and he should want a massive contract. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. And it makes no sense, going back to what you're saying, it makes no sense for them to trade Waller if they're going to sign Carr and do all these other things. Look, I don't, 
I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Um, they're in the hardest division in football. They could finish last, and I don't think either of us would blink. Um, you know, you just don't know. They could finish second. I, I wouldn't blink. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think it would send a weird message, especially if you, you know, which they're going to, they're going to sign Carr at some point to then turn around and trade Darren Waller when you've done the Devontae Adams things, when you have Hunter Renfro. Um, I just think that wouldn't make sense at all. I know they probably want to get back in the first or second round, but there might be other ways to do that other than kind of moving him. Like I wouldn't move him at all. Now, again, I'm with you on this. I don't know if I'd extend him yet. He's going to be 30 in September. Um, so you might want to say, Hey, it's up to you if you want to show up or not, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to give you a fortune here at 30 years old to see where your prime is. But I just don't think there'd be any way at the end of the day, they trade him given all that they've done to try to become more of a winning program. Well, I would agree with you. And there's one other thing to, to keep an eye on. And we really don't know. And we're, we're going to have access, you know, in a couple of weeks here. And, and I've tried to reach out to some people in the organization. I can't really get much response because I don't think the Raiders want to talk about it necessarily. But there was a report out of Green Bay this week that I kind of went, I think, kind of went unnoticed by a lot of people that when the Devontae Adams trade was going through with the Raiders, mm-hmm. They wanted a player in return for Devontae right. Adams. And that discussion kind of fell apart because both teams realized there's a league rule that you can't include a player in a, in a trade for a guy that's on a franchise tag. So right. if you kind of connect the dots there, that Devontae Adams was going to be traded to the Raiders. There was going to be a player coming back in return, but then it had to, it, you know, it had to kind of go through the rules uh, of the league and say, well, you can't make that trade. It's not allowed to happen. Could that have been Darren Waller? Could the Packers have been saying, hey, look, we'll give you Devontae Adams in this trade, but we want a receiver, a guy that's going to, you know, not that Waller's receiver is a tight end, but a pass catcher in return for Aaron Rodgers here. And the Packers do have two first round picks. They do have a ton of draft capital. Could that be something that's revisited? If that was the guy, again, we don't know for sure. There's some speculation out there. It could have been somebody else, uh, but I think it would be very interesting. Sure. But, but I think it'd be very interesting uh, to see if something is revisited, if it was the Packers wanting Darren Waller or Hunter and somebody else as part of that deal, could that then come up again at some point? Do you think they're, do you think the receivers are that that much more of a strength now? Hollins Robinson, if they don't move anyone else, Devonte Adams, I mean, how, this is a much, much bigger uh, advantage for them this year. Is it not? Is it that much more of a strength? Sure. I think absolutely. And by the way, uh, it's not just it's not just the Raiders. Uh, if you're thinking like, well, how come it's how come you're picking on the Raiders and maybe them trading somebody? Look around a little bit more. Like, I, I'll tell you this: my mock draft's coming up Sunday, and I'll give it away to these listeners. No Darren Waller trade in the second mock draft, but the Packers do make a trade for Terry McLaurin. Okay. And Terry McLaurin, a guy that could be available from from the Commanders. From the Commanders. I almost said the R word. He's a guy that, again, he's on a rookie deal right now, but he's going to want a massive contract. Could the commanders do that right now when they've got, you know, Carson Wentz and they've got a bunch of other needs. Could they, they could draft a receiver uh, and, you know, trade away McLaurin instead of giving him a big deal. And here's another crazy name to potentially watch that has just kind of bubbled up the last couple of days. Keenan Allen also wants to make his money, right? And he has a pretty good contract right now, but he looks around and he sees his teammate, Mike Williams, get broken off. He gets paid big. All these other receivers around the league are going to be paid big. And, you know, how long does Keenan Allen have left as, as an elite, elite wide receiver? He wants to get paid as soon as possible too. So could he be in the mix to be traded to a team like the Packers uh, who have all that draft capital? So it's not just the Raiders stars on offense that are, you know, potentially being shipped away. It's other teams too that are thinking about how much do you pay guys at certain positions? How many guys? Guys, can you have under massive contracts? And do we have to move on from guys sooner rather than later? All right. Before I ask you non-Raiders stuff, uh, any other previews on your mock draft? What did you 
we did, did you go back and look at it and say, Oh, I got to change this a lot, or this didn't make much sense or any kind of updates you can give the people? Uh, not necessarily in that regard of, of needing to change things dramatically, but I think every time you go through the exercise and, you know, just so people know there, there are simulators out there that you can do it yourself. And I think if you change you change one pick somewhere near the top. Like last mock draft, I had the lions wanting Malik Willis, the quarterback, but trading down to get him because they didn't want to take him necessarily at number two. And they wanted to pick up more capital. Well, in this case, I had the Lions sticking at number two and not taking Malik Willis uh, because you know, the, that might be a little too high for him to go if you can't trade out of that spot. So if you change one pick somewhere near the top, it changes the entire complexion of the first round. So um, every time you go through this exercise, it's not just, it's not just kind of willy nilly. I kind of uh, kind of go through the exercise of this as if I was every team and what I would do in that spot. So a couple more trades, a couple different things happen. Uh, Malik Willis does still go in the top five, but it's not to the Lions. All right. Look for that Sunday in Sunday's Review Journal. I saw you tweet about this earlier this week. I've got to ask about this. I was fascinated watching this tweet and you tweeting about it. What is with granny basketball? <laughs> it's tremendous, isn't it? Were you watching the game? Well, I was watching the grandmothers play basketball. I wanted to ask you about this though. Why were there like eight courts and they were going in a circle? Is that because they can't run very fast or very far? Well, I actually do have, I mean, I don't know. Oh, fully, but I do have some insight into this because, uh, as you know, my family, uh, me and my brothers, all basketball players growing up and my grandmother takes credit for that. Okay. Uh, all right. She says, she says that she was a big time basketball player back in Detroit. Um, <laughs> and she's always told us that in her day, it was two on two on each side of the floor It's a full court game, but it's two on two on each side of the court. And the offensive players can't cross over to the defensive side, defensive side can't cross over to the offensive side. So you have to stay on your end of the floor. So you have two defensive specialists, two offensive specialists on each team that don't do the other thing. And then there's like the, the mid court players who have to stay around the mid court and you outlet it to them. And then they throw it to your offensive teammates on the front court. So it's, it's like a half court game played on a full court. Uh, it's very weird, but I will say in this, in this clip that is circulating this week on Twitter, for those that have seen it, uh, there is a night behind the back pass that sets up the only bucket. Yeah. But why are they in so many courts? It's not so many. It's two. It's one full court. There's two courts. I think there's other games going on on the other courts. I thought there were more than one basket. I I, I was confused because they were playing half court and it seemed like they just try to switch each course. Like, cause they didn't want to go very far. Yeah, they don't. You only play offense or defense. You only play on your end of the floor. You don't, you don't go back on defense. So if you're an offensive player, you only play offense. If you're a defense player, you only play defense. You don't cross over half. Oh man, brother. I I saw you. I I, I thought you could talk about this forever. And I, and I I know you can, because this was very bizarre to me. I mean, God love him. Hey, I I, I mean, I'll be in a box at that age. Never mind not playing basketball. There's no chance I'm living that long. So Uh, it was, it was great watching them, but I was completely confused as the courts and what, what really responsibilities were of all the grandmas. All right. Uh, you're right. But let me, let me, uh, let me branch off this a little bit can stay, stick with the basketball theme, but, uh, go to a different one. This is going to blow your mind potentially, unless you've seen the stat, let's say with, you know, March madness just wrapped up the NCAA tournament. Let's say you put everyone in the world in a bracket, right? About 7 billion people, approximately. You okay. put everybody into a, bra- everybody into a bracket of one-on-one games, right? All right. Like the, many, like the Indiana high school basketball championships. Everybody makes yeah. it. 
everybody on the planet from newborn babies to elderly folks, newborn. they're all, they're all in a bracket one-on-one, 7 billion people. How many games do you have to win to win the title? Don't, don't do the math. Just think about it and just spit out an answer. I, I'm horrible at math. So you got 7 billion people and it's a single elimination. Yeah. I don't know. Three, 4 million. It's only 33 games. See, how bad at math was I right there? Terrible. Awful. That's one of the worst answers I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's only 33 games, right? Now, now, think about this part. How many games would you advance through? It's luck of the draw. You might, lose, you might get matched up with LeBron in the first round. I mean, that would be a terrible. Yeah, but I could get matched terrible. up with a newborn. I'd kill it. Right. That's, what I'm, that's, what, I'm getting at. that's what I'm getting at. So just just random draw. How many matches do you think you're lasting before you run into somebody that beats you? Uh, right now, right now, if I had a random draw, I think I could win a lot if it's random and I get really, really lucky. Sure. Absolutely. That's the key. But then I, but then I, but then you're going to flame out cause you got to get to 33. Right. I mean, after like six or seven chances are, you're going to run gonna into lose. somebody that can actually play. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, but I mean, you could get lucky early. You could get unlucky early. Like I said, you could have, you can have a, you know, a high school superstar or like right. somebody that's really good in the first couple of rounds or you can get yeah. through. I mean, I think I, I, now I'm doing this cause I've, I've been talking about this for like four days. So everywhere I go, I look around and I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd get through this entire, you know, right now I'm sitting at a, at a coffee shop. I'm doing the, I'm working on the mock draft. I'm looking around. There's not a person in here that would beat me. I'd beat all of yeah, them, but, but you I mean, don't know. You don't know who that's who you're getting matched up with. After the first round, all the babies and the and the toddlers and the kids are out of it. Not necessarily. Well, not necessarily each other. If a newborn goes against a newborn, then you then you yeah. then you've got like a you got a good game. Well, the game would last a while. I don't know that anybody yeah, can I mean, score. It, 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 but, they'd have to be laying down and taking a lot of naps and stuff. But I mean, sure, you, <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. But I, I think now this it sounds crazy because I'm not like I don't have the same skill set, obviously that I once did. I'm not as good of a player as I once was. I was a decent player. Not great. Easy as it sounds. And I'm thinking this, you too, even though you're an old man now, you don't have the skills left as crazy as it sounds. I'm probably better than like 95% of the population. Uh, are we, we're including everyone, right? Yeah. If we're including everyone, you look around like there's people that have never even seen a basketball in their life. I I, I would totally agree with that. I would totally agree with that. I, if you, if you and I got good draws, we, we could go double digits for sure. They'd have to be good draws. Yeah, for sure. You just never know. And I don't know if we could get there because all the, you know, if unless the grandmas are playing each other or, you know, the, the the babies are playing each other, they're going to be eliminated after one round, but you'd have to really hope you know, that they get to play each other so they can, one can continue to advance sure. in the bracket. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's all draw, just like the NCAA tournament, luck of the draw. You have, a, new, you have a newborn going four straight newborns and being like a better than us being five and oh, and we're out in the second round. Of course, that's the luck of the draw. That's how it works. I want this to happen really badly. You're in a coffee shop right now. There's not one person who can hang with you. I don't think so. No, no. I don't know where you get this stuff, but it's very fascinating to think of. My math was very, my math was a little off. So I your, guess your LeBron, math was your math was terrible, by the well, way. Well, if you're if you're if you're uh, if you're if you're seeding this thing, LeBron's one, right? No, I think Durant's one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Durant's one. Yeah. Durant's one. Um, Durant against a newborn, dunking on its head, <laughs> dunking on its head and stuff. Well, the Durant also that would be. Durant also could be matched up with LeBron. I mean, it's incredibly, it's 7 billion to one, but it could happen. Oh man. 
Larry, you on here? Uh, yeah, but I'm totally not paying attention to you guys. I'm watching baseball. Oh, yeah, oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! This is okay. good stuff. But, no, but, but if, Larry, if, if Larry didn't hear, you can try to answer the math question. If there oh, was yeah, answer person, this math question, Larry. Okay, but if there was a person to dunk on a baby, it would be Durant. Yes, no, I, I would too. I would. I would actually just post up the baby. I'm horrible. No. I'm horrible at math, by the way. So go ahead. Oh, you're not as bad as me. It can't be as bad as that. Seven billion people on the planet, right? Everybody's matched up in a tournament, one-on-one basketball tournament. Seven billion people, single elimination, playing to a winner. How many games do you have to win to win the tournament? You're talking every person, Larry. Newborns, everyone. Everyone's involved in this. You're all in the tournament. Yeah, seven billion people in a bracket. How many wins do you need to get to the championship? Seven billion? Oh, oh, that's a terrible guess, too. It's 33. (laughs) There you go. Really bad at math. I cheated off the kid next to me and I still failed. That was terrible. It's an awful guess. Who's has anyone even come close when you've asked that question? No, the, the, the best guess I had, I think it was like 3000. Yeah. That's, that's a lot closer than us. We were in the millions. Yeah. It's, I mean, it was not a good guess. Back and think about it. That's a horrible, horrible answer. Cause I'm like, there's no way anyone's having to win a million games. Yeah. Well, one person said 6,999,999,999. I was like, no, you don't have to beat every person. That's not how a bracket works. <laughs> oh man. Well, I hope, but I hope this happens for you. I, I, I've, I've got a few people I like to dunk on if we're matched up. Uh, <laughs> well, chances are you're not matching up anybody, you know, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That's very unlikely. Ed's, Ed's, picking, Ed's picking his matchups. Yeah, exactly. My uh, the, the the newborn across the street. Hey, little Jimmy, come on! I got at least I got at least get to the second round of this tournament. Let's hope uh, you're not playing against your bird. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Another story. Another time. That was, that was a low blow. That was. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Stations Casino, ST, and Sports, and presented by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. Find all that coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney, the mathematician. We'll talk to you next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.